Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the On Here Podcast. I'm Bria. I'm Giselle. Hi, I'm Kirsten. We have a... <laughs> we've been gone... Yeah, we've been gone for a minute. Uh, a long hiatus. Life has uh, happened. <laughs> Life has happened. A very, very long hiatus. What was the last episode? June, I think. Yeah. What was what was the, the subject of that episode? Uh rape culture. Really? No, oh yeah, that was smack. That, that was right. Well, I guess the pandemic was just getting started. Oh, yeah, that started. was like the yeah, yeah, that was when it picked up like in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of life has happened since then. Oh, a lot has happened. <laughs> I'm in a whole new place now, literally. I think we all are. I think we all are. Right? <laughs> yes. My shit. Yeah. I guess that's that's why this episode is perfect. You know, quarantine and chill and going into the the next new year. Um, but have we really been chilling though? I, I think uh, I mean it's been a stressful chill. <laughs> it's been a stressful chill, but a lot of people ain't had no choice but to chill. Listen, I chilled <laughs> so much last year; it's ridiculous. Right, but a lot of a lot of people still chilling. You know, they ain't got no chance. Yeah, to, they ain't no, got nothing else to do. But no, chill. that's it. I mean, it's it's stressful, but it's a chill nonetheless. You know, hopefully, you know, people have been able to make the best of it. You know. I know that's probably hard for more people than others, but right. some know, people but, can't afford it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing right there. So I guess with that being said, let's uh hop into it. Um so quarantine for you, the good, bad and the ugly. Um let's just your daily life. How how did it change? So at the beginning, um, I was very unemployed. Um, so that was different, like after I got out of the air force. It was just like, what in the hell am I going to do? Like, it was the worst time to, like, be unemployed. But then I think about, like, what if I didn't, like, leave Mm -hmm. the Air Force when Mm -hmm. I did? Then, bitch, I would have been stuck in fucking Illinois Mm -hmm. without my baby going through all this shit. So, um, you know, got to look at the silver lining in that situation. Um, But I got through my first semester of grad school. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you, thank you. About to start up again at the end of the month, so about to be so semester we, two or four. Okay, so we halfway there. We can we get halfway there, there mm-hmm. again. Halfway there. Uh, got to look at it like that instead of thinking about it being like you know another year or something. Right. But um, got a job at nice. in like in uh, October. So yeah. So how um, was how was? Because I've been out of school a while. So how was? quarantine full-time student and a full-time mom because mm-hmm. both of y'all Hard were in school as hell yes <laughs> both of us were in school and then like when i didn't have a job like we we're just at the house all day essentially like he at school and then i'm at school um so it was like what i don't know what the hell i'm doing right but you know, we were thugging it out though we were thugging it out it was very hard, though. I do not recommend or put it on anybody to have to go through that. Because, you know, being a full-time student, being a full-time mom, and being unemployed was like, what the fuck? But, you right. know, going to make a way out of no way. Did you... Because I know some people, some people, they found strength in their children um, because it was much easier to focus on you know that task at hand then kind of letting what was going on the outside stress them so did you kind of find solstice in that um 
in a way, just because it's like, well, you know, at least I'm here with him. Right. Um, But also, it was like, I got to, like, figure things out, you know, for him. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, like, I don't have a choice but to, like, figure shit out for him. Right. So, uh, I found strength in him in, in that way. Okay. So, Corinne? Um, no, I was just going to ask Bria. I know, I know the kids had um, virtual learning, and I know a lot of my friends had a hard time with that. You know, the whole being on the computer with your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go through that. I don't know if um, he went through virtual as well. And how, oh, he's how currently that? in virtual um, mm-hmm. right now. He's in he's in daycare now. He's been in daycare since like um, I started work. But yeah, he is not a fan of virtual. It's very hard to get a six year old to sit down on a computer. Um, you know, for the majority of the day, it's mm-hmm. very hard, and he's just not a fan. And he's like. Um, he's special needs with like developmental delays and stuff. So he also has like a few issues as far as like, um, like his speech, um, is a bit delayed. So he gets frustrated very easily when, um, <clears throat> when others don't understand what he's saying. Cause you know, that communication. Right. So that definitely didn't, you know, help the situation as far as it's concerned with virtual learning, but he has like some really, really good teachers and um they really work with him and he you know he does his like therapies and all that good stuff as well but um I don't if he didn't have the like his teachers who like really cared and like kind of go above and beyond to like adjust to him Mm -hmm. I I don't know I don't know what we would have done which it was so surprising to me you know because like we were at Nell's house uh Right after Christmas. Well, that was, mm-hmm. that was Christmas. Before we Christmas, that was, yeah, yeah. That was Christmas. Christmas. We was at Nails House. That was our mm-hmm. first, my first time meeting your son. You yeah. Know, he told me, like, he was special needs before. And I remember, like, whispering over to Corinne. I was like, ain't nothing special needs about this nigga. This nigga is smart. <laughs> I was like, they lying. Like, this nigga ain't, ain't nothing special needs. Like, I was like, I don't know if Bria lying for a check. What she got going? But this nigga ain't special needs. I was like... They lying like me and this nigga sat here and just chopped it up like they lying, you know. <laughs> but I was like, nah. I, was, I, I literally whispered to Korean. I was like, Bria lying. Like, ain't nothing wrong, with him, man. Like, this nigga's smart. <laughs> he, he is. He's very smart. He is. He's very smart. But you know, that's just another way of showing you like the dynamic of like in the range and spectrum of like you know kids with special needs. Right. Because I think we've all, like, growing up, I know we definitely had an idea of, like, like this general idea of what special needs meant. Like, Perfect. but there were so many people who were special needs, like, amongst us, you know, every day who we wouldn't think were, you know, right. would be special needs. Right, yeah. Because my mama, she taught special needs kids, like, all my life. Mm-hmm. So I I had that idea, you know, what I'm right? Because like, we think of a severely like right, yeah. Kid. So yeah. like you kept telling me that, and then I finally met him. I'm like, wait a minute, like this ain't this this not what I was expecting. Like <laughs> this this man is very smart, you know, you know. But then I had to think about you know special needs could be something like uh, what what are the 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 individuals they see letters and numbers backwards yeah the dyslexia yeah Yeah. dyslexia Mm -hmm. that could be special needs you get what i'm saying like you know so i I didn't think that you know that side of the spectrum i was thinking on the far extreme side of the spectrum right right you know i mean and that's kind of i think that's we all are guilty of thinking that because that's kind of you know 
what we grew up like. Yeah, that's what get categorized. Seen, yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell it wasn't you people with the mouth for sure. Mm-hmm. I could tell y'all from where I'm from back home for sure. Um, special needs has to be that serious because I remember going to school with kids who had all kinds of special needs, you know, whether it's dyslexic, whether you know, ADHD, like you know. ADHD, where whether it's you know like simple per se things, right? And they just never got the help. Like you know, you just went to school just with the regular, right? Just normal, extra, yeah. And you know, by the grace of God, most of most of them made it. But you know, it's a struggle every day because then you get bullying. You know, kids are bullying you. I mean, depending on the teacher, if they're not professional, they might just add on the bullying on top of that you know right why are you this way yelling at you in class and, mm-hmm. and you know why not and obviously that's that's a huge problem as well because we're so concerned with the seriousness and ignore the small needs as right and they yeah and they end up getting neglected in the long yeah. term because of it yeah okay so Corinne how was your well, I, I'm asking you like I don't know, but I'm <laughs> about to say y'all been quarantined <laughs> together. We did, we did. Um, oh my god, quarantine. Um, so at the beginning of it, I got laid off as well, and you know it was like whatever. You know, it's a pandemic. It, it, it was something I knew that was going to happen, right? Um, so it, it did hit me, or I didn't expect it to hit me as hard. So you know, we got home. You know can't go out we got our we got our fridge stocked up and everything um but the sitting at home i mean i don't care what anybody says i don't care like look i was with denzel you know i love you i love spending time with you but just sitting at home and doing nothing that will drive you crazy (laughs) um and i think that was my thing adapting like just getting comfortable with not doing anything so you know we, we try to find things to do you know, we'd work out, out outside, we'll go running on St. Charles, you know, but that's not enough. Like, you need, I needed that seven-hour shift, you know, eight-hour, you know, work, and and it's crazy. Like, I started learning how to braid my own hair, learning how to do my nails, you know, simple things to just keep me going, but yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie, that, that was really hard. It hit me. I mean, I ended up getting called back at work, but it wasn't enough. It, the hours weren't enough. It just, you know, it, it hit me. I'm not going to lie. You know, every day we found one way to make ourselves busy, but it, it was difficult for a period of time. So, it, yeah. It definitely was. I think I think for me, um, I got lucky. I mean, because I did lose my job. Um they sent us home for a little while, but then after a period of time, we had to go back. So I had that release. Um, but I eventually start feeling, you know, the effects of it um, because I start paying attention to her more. Um, like quarantine was very beneficial for me um, as far as like being a mayor man goes because it forced me to start paying attention to the things that I didn't normally pay attention to. You know, um, so to, you know, even though I had the release to, you know, leave the house, come back and whatnot, I had to come back and then I would notice how it would weigh on her. And, you know, me trying to be the best husband I could be. Now I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of offset that, you know, 
So it's like, you know, trying to figure out, you know, I, I went through the whole phase of like just just buying gifts just for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like just trying to buy happiness. Yeah, just trying to, yeah. Yeah, just trying to buy happiness. I, I went through that phase for like two months. I mean, just buying stuff like shoes, whatever. Like if, if I caught her on her phone or on the computer or on the iPad looking at something, like I would take a mental note and go buy it and then come back. And then I started to realize it's kind of like a kid. You know, you give them a gift and their attention span, whether it be a month or a couple weeks, like they happy with it and then life comes back. And then, you know, they moved on from it, right. you know. So after I got the, got past that point of gift giving, you know, then I had to, like, start, okay, honing in. And, um, you know, between being at work and just talking to friends, I realized quarantine, how bad it was for a lot of households. Like, it, it, it really brought a lot of problems to the forefront. Mm-hmm. As to with my household, it brought problems to the forefront. But, like, we took the time to actually figure out those problems. All right. You know, instead of ignoring them, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we actually sat down and was like, okay, this is the issue. Like, you know, I, I don't like the fact that you, I don't know, leave the the light under the oven on. You know what I'm saying? At night. Like, it, the like, night light. Yeah, the <laughs> night light. You know, the night light is like household. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, instead of ignoring those things, we was like, no, like, let's 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 fix this. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, right. you keep hearing these stories of people who are literally filing divorce papers. You know, are they fighting, you know, like, you know, like I, you know, I, I had a friend, you know, who ended up like, yo, like just literally like sitting outside, like instead of going in his house, like yeah. it was just like, it was just so it was bad. Just that bad. Yeah, it was just so bad. Like you just sit outside like that was, that was his piece, you know, and I was just like, nah, like there, there's got to be another way to this like that, you know. So, you know, quarantine for me, and I hate to keep speaking like we're not in it because we really are still. Right, right, right. We're about to, I mean, we're about to go back into it. Right, but like now, I guess the way, I guess the reason why I'm speaking of it in past tense is because like now, even though we're about to go back into it, now it's it's a sense of normalcy for me. Right. You know, so it's not a new thing back then, but this, well, last year, this time last year, I guess, you know, we was living our life. Matter of fact, we, I think we, we was getting ready to be with you for Mardi Gras. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like we we was stuck in, like, you know, and then it was just like boom, a wall hit, you know. So I think for me, um, I I was very thankful for quarantine because it was more positive things that happened in my life than negative, you know, and you know, especially like with with her being laid off, it kind of, you know, like you know, you 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 a big uh, uh what, what should I say, cheerleader of this on the timeline, men are the provider. You know, mm-hmm. like that—that's your thing. You know, so like for the first time in our relationship, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you handle this, I handle this no more. It's like, nah, like my nigga, like, hey, you said you the man, so hey, you got it, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was just like for me at first. I'm not gonna lie, like when she when she first told me, you know, knowing like God blessed me enough to where I could have handled it, but when she first told me, I was like, fuck. Like, I'm about to be one of these broke niggas on the timeline. Like, I've never done this shit before, you know? <laughs> like, like, I ain't never did this shit. Like, this shit sounded good. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit sound good, but, like, now I got to actually do it. But then it was like, once I actually got into it, I was like, damn. I was like, you know, this 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 pretty cool. Like, I, I see what old, you know, Earl and James and them was feeling back in the day. You know, and they taking care of everything. No wonder they was walking um, around with their chest out and shit. You know, like they, right. They, you know, like that. You get a sense of entitlement about it, you know. But still, at the same time, you know, I'm I'm getting I'm patting myself on the back for it. But then I could look at her and tell it how bad it's hurting her not to be able to go out and provide for herself and provide for our family. 
you yeah. know, so it's like, oh, is it really a good thing? So it's like quarantine was a catch-22. Yeah. It, it really was. And, you know, and then on top of that, to segue, then we had to deal with the politics. You know, that conversation started coming up in the household. Yeah. You know, and I know for you, it was probably a relief. Well, I, I guess I would think it was such a relief because you weren't walking around in uniform no more. So you kind of started expressing yourself. Right, right. You know? yeah. So how, how, how was that for you, like, to kind of, like, be from under that shadow and finally be able to start saying, okay, this is exactly how I feel. It has been lovely mm -hmm. to not have to censor myself as much. Like, I wouldn't even say I was censoring myself initially because it was more of, like, just not omission. It, like, I wasn't saying, like, the things I really, really wanted to say, I guess. I got you. Um, but now it's, like, Bitch, I'm letting everything off on, you know, Twitter, on Facebook, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't feel like I'm being watched anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't even, and it was unfortunate because it was like, I feel like if I was saying things in support of, you know, the mm -hmm. president who's leaving, mm -hmm. I, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. But since some people saw some things, I was... Um, on Facebook at least and it was like very respectful like you know me on Facebook is completely different from me on Twitter <laughs> which is how it's like I know like the issue isn't what you know mm -hmm. what I really put it's just that you know somebody has an opposing view to what I did put like but it's like I had to let them know like even when I was in like they knew me being a black woman came first in that uniform like right. I took that uniform off every day right. like that's not who I am. Like, I know I get it. It's some people's, like, whole life. It was right. never mine. Like, and yeah, it, I think it. that played a big part of me getting out earlier as well because it's like my heart wasn't in it. And, right. I mean, I never signed up to be a lifer. Like, right. I always knew I would get out early. But yeah. um, it just so happened that, you know, last year was the year for me to finally break free from those shackles. Yeah. I, I always wondered that because, you know, like you, I mean, not many people know, like you played a big part of me signing my life away, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I always wondered that because I remember like so many conversations we'd have and I'd be like, Bria, what about the regs? And you'd be like, fuck them regs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm a black woman. I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to show these niggas. Because those you know? regs weren't for us. So it was like... <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so it was just, you know, I always wondered, you know, how big of a relief, you know, that was in, you know, Corinne, you know, I like to call her Angela Davis, because uh, she, she, she's like you a lot when it comes to, to all of this. So me and her had some very animated conversations as far as politics goes, um, you know, throughout the whole quarantine and still now because you know, Corinne, like I said, she has a day, but she all about the fight and the plight and whatnot. And I'm kind of like, all right, I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of telling Pookie, you know, the right ways to do this shit, and right. he still want to go do the dumb shit. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna take my knowledge and I'm gonna just make the best of it for me and mine. And it's where she's like, uh, uh, you still got a responsibility. Like I don't care how many times Pookie ignore you, like you still got a responsibility as a black man to try to help out the next black man. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I feel guilty about it, but sometimes I'm just like, man, these niggas here, like, fuck this shit. Like, I just, y'all niggas ain't listening. So I'm just like, whatever, you know, and Karen is always corrective of that. So I'm pretty sure she want to elaborate on that. 
Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I, I'm just, I don't know. The fact that, first of all, that we were in the middle of a pandemic. This is not even just an American thing anymore. This is a worldwide thing. Yes. There's a pandemic going on. There's a virus that we can't figure out how to deal with. And as Black people, we still have to go out there and protest and risk our lives, our children's lives, our parents' lives, because, I mean, we have to because they're not listening. The fact that the citizens have to go out and protest in a pandemic was just so surreal to me. Like, it's so surreal that we have a virus killing people and here you are killing us. And now we have, we, 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 we even forget that there's like, at some point, the first few months, like news about COVID wasn't news anymore to me because it was just like, what are we, what are they doing to us? Right. You know, like we weren't worried about what COVID was doing to us, even though unfortunately it was taking more black folk, like, because they were industries killing us. And I just, I couldn't let that shit go. I just couldn't. Like, the miseducation of people, like, people are just here just not educating themselves on on, on, on what's happening in their country. Like, the fact that you have to sit here and go back and forth with someone who was born here, and I wasn't, and I have to educate you on being human, actually. Not even just, you know, like, it's just, it's so surreal. And, And that's where, you know, my whole you know, thing comes in, like, it doesn't even matter. But, like, I understand you want to take care of your family. You know, most black men are scared or most black people are scared to go into the street on protest because they got to go to work, you know, because they got to think about their families. But it's just, like, I get that. But your child is going to go to school. Right. Your child is going to go to work. Your child is going to go to daycare. How are you comfortable to let them just go in this, this crazy world? Like, I understand you got to go make money to put them in daycare. But what do you think is happening at daycare? Like if there are if everybody just decided to care about their family and say fuck the world, like do you think your child would be able to go to daycare and come back home the way you dropped them off? Yeah. Like no, they're not. And and that was my issue. Like we just we, we do we gotta like that mentality. And I know black people are tired. I know that. I always have these conversations with my dad as well. Like I get that. But I'm I'm telling you like because some black people aren't tired is why that Bria could go in and join the Air Force or the military or the Navy if she wanted to. You know, because some black people weren't tired is the reason why you could go and vote. You know, right. it wasn't that long ago. They're always talking about it that the people were still segregated and people couldn't go to vote and we couldn't sit in the same bus. Like, it's not that long ago. Yeah, these people it was are not there. that long ago. There's you so know, many like, people these alive. people are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that long ago. So I think that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's taken a lot. But then if we stop, then what? Yeah, it was just something about the combination of it seemed like an increase of like murders of black people mm-hmm. and then along with a fucking virus that's killing everybody like and mostly black people. It's just right. like it, it was a lot to deal with and it still is a lot to, you know, deal with all at one time cuz it's like is this real life right now? Like we have to be worried about like, you know, racism and an illness. You know, like that, 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 that was just, it was so mind blowing. Like, you know, people are losing their jobs because of a pandemic. You know, we worried about how you're going to wake up. Like, what do you do? The right. rain don't stop. You know, the okay. bills don't right. stop. The bills do not you know, stop. 
their bills don't stop. You know, you got kids to feed. Right. So, and then, and then you trying to tell me that I, I like, they're nearly killing people in the street on, on TV. Like, right. come on. Like at this point, like, I mean, you know, like it, it was so surreal to me that in 2020, this is what we had to do in a pandemic, you know? And, and I, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you want to tell us to go home. You want to, phase one and all like how are we supposed to survive phase one if we had to go protest like it just don't it right, doesn't right. work together it doesn't you know so it, it was just so surreal and that's one of the things that like it was just so eye-opening for me you know during the whole quarantine is like i started a quarantine protesting like there's nothing you could tell me right now to just there's yeah, nothing I was out there protesting too. <laughs> you know, you know crazy. Like 2020, here we are. <laughs> like, and then here you are telling me you the only relief you're gonna give me. Like it was so surreal. Girl. Like, everything was so surreal. Like it's just like what kind of they gave us that money back in April and did not look back. You know, and we we're great. Niggas really say making it up, dog. Like, you stretch it. <laughs> it. It's it's I, I you know me and Denzel talk about it all the time. Like one thing, you know, our bills are taken care of. You know, we're blessed, but I, it, it was breaking my heart just going on the internet, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and I'm seeing these people getting evicted, these people getting their stuff thrown out of their apartments. You know, I understand the landlords has they need you know to survive. It was just. The fact Girl, that you can't listen, even do anything about it. It was it's hard. Just... Like, me, myself, like, when I moved out here, like, for school, I mean, I was technically homeless. Like, I left from my grandma's house in another city out here, and I moved out here, and I, we were just staying in, like, an Airbnb. And luckily, like, literally, it was a blessing, you know. Like, the Lord literally puts people in your life, in your path, like, when you need them the most. Right. And um, I, my landlord is happens to be the woman whose airbnb i was staying at when i first got out here she just so happened to have a property that wasn't on the market that she was thinking about putting on the market and um i only find that out because i told her uh because i had to extend um your stay yeah, yeah i had to extend my stay and then like the check-in at the ho- uh, hotel was going to be like at a certain time and so i right. was like um i just ended up talking to her and she was like wait why are you going to a hotel? And I told her the situation and, you know, she was like, Oh, well, if you're interested and she like, you know, gave me all the details or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. So like, I mean, uh, it was a, it was a blessing. Like I didn't have to go through like, you know, the standard application process right. and all that shit. It was just literally, I gave her the, you know, the deposit and she handed me the keys. Like That's her crazy. husband handed me the keys. It was like a real blessing. But like the elder say he a on time guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> right. <The elder> <laughs> he may not come when you call him. He's right. always on time. And I right. just that was such a blessing. Because I mean, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Like, That's so crazy. Yeah. It, it's it uh, I think this time, like it uh I don't know. I, I had a coworker, he a white dude, and um I don't want to say he one of them Eminem white dudes. Oh. He just <laughs> he, Eminem he, white dudes. He, he just nah. <laughs> he 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 literally just he, he white as can be. Yeah. But you know he is very aware of what's going on. He very aware of the racial issues. Like he's just aware. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's not one of them white people that deny it. He'll tell you he benefit from white privilege, like all that. And like through all of this, he always kept saying like we're living in the time of white supremacy. Like we're living mm. in the time of white supremacy. Like he kept saying it. 
And, you know, I asked someone else, like, why do you keep saying that? And he was like, he was like, for the longest, he was like, we've always been living in white supremacy. Mm -hmm. He was like, but they've always hidden it. He was like, but what Trump has done, he's like, he's brought it to the forefront. Yeah, they took the hoods off. Right. Yeah. He took the, like, that's what he said. He was like, you know, and I keep telling Corinne all the time and I get it from him. He always says Trump is just like Reagan, except he just says it. Mm. That's it. Like, it ain't no more war on drugs. Right. No, like, I, I don't like you niggas. Right. Like, point blank, period. Like, that, you know, that's it. And, it, you know, it's so crazy, you know, that one man, you know, literally had to, like, put it on display for the world. Like, you know, I really feel like if there was white privilege in the dictionary somewhere, there should be a picture of Donald Trump because he's oh the one God, that he's came up. Right. He's the one that came along and he wasn't scared. He was like, no, like I am white privilege. Like, like and I am going to take advantage of every power I have within right. my white privilege. You know, and I told Karim one day, I was like, it's crazy to say. I was like, but I admire how bold he is. I really do. I was like, because so many of them have came along and kikied in our face. Mm-hmm. And you know, and literally just hit it when mm-hmm. we knew what was going on the whole time. And, like, I admired just the simple fact that he was like, nah, I don't like you niggas. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, most people are rather upfront racism than the covert racism. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, anything, like, he a fucked up individual. Like, yeah, wrong, terrible fucking person. Least, <laughs> at least he came out and was just like, you know, like. Right, at least know. he lets us know that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm fucked up. And it's like, all right, cool, well, fuck you. Right. You know, and then, you know, like, I, I like to call, like, the MAGA crew, oh, you know, the which is Brady Maggie. and Breeze. Look, <laughs> Brady, look, I tell anybody, the Brady and Breeze are the leaders of the MAGA crew. Like, but, you know, it's like Breeze. Like, he went through his shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my grandfather was in the military. Oh, like, blase, blase. Like, shut the fuck up, Drew. Like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But it's like, Drew, Drew took the whole stance of let me hide it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Let me try to put it another way. Whereas, whereas Brady, he kept his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Brady like, nah, no I need... better. Yeah, Brady was like, nah, I need these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I got the hat in the locker, but that's enough. That's yeah, it. he know how to like, read I... the room. <laughs> right, exactly. Read the fucking room, you know what I'm saying? Whereas Breeze, because to, to be honest, I even remember you saying it back then, and a lot of other Saints fans saying, like, damn, that might be the season right there. Because it's just like, how does that locker room bounce back mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. You know, like, do people trust you now? Like, do they look at you the same? Do they respect you the same? You know, but... You know, here we are now. Breeze, this is last, last ride. This last, this it. <laughs> Brady on his new ride, and here we are. Less than 48 hours from the, you know, the game of the century, as some people have been saying. Yeah. I, I I say it's the conversation ender, you know, but I do know, like, in the bottom of my heart that this conversation would never end because it won't if be Breeze win. Right, you know what I'm saying? If Breeze win, you're gonna have so many people that are still gonna say, Okay, like he won and then what? Like his one ring. Exactly. Or if Brady win, people gonna be like, Yeah, but Breeze got a hundred different records. So <laughs> like, you know, it, it it's never gonna end, you know. So uh I guess from let me ask, well, because we got two Saints fans, but she <laughs> she she ain't all the way Saints. She ain't like you, she ain't die hard like you. <laughs> so let me, let me let me let me ask you. Let me ask you, Bria, first, and then I'll ask Corinne. Oh, I'll get Corinne's answer. Um, if Breeze, because uh, I asked this to my coworkers, if he is the reason um, for the Saints losing, if he just let's just say he just has a bad game or he makes some bad decisions, um, 
would you go back and wish that they would have gave Jameis more snaps going into the season? Uh, like, or do you wish they would have kept Teddy? I like, wish they would have kept Teddy. Um, but I also wish they would have gave Jameis more chances to get prepared, you know, for a scenario like, you know, this weekend. Because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Drew even said himself that he, you know, probably came back too early. But he looks like he's doing yeah, what better. Yeah, he, he did. He cracked, what, 10 reels? Yeah, like 11. Um, and he said he yeah. felt like he came back a week early. And my whole thinking was they should have used that time in the last few weeks because we knew fucking Green Bay wasn't going to lose. Like, just sit, Drew. Like, right. we already, you know, secured the playoff or, uh, spot. So it's like, play your quarterback. And, you know, the right. key is that Sean Payton feels like James is like, you know, the next quarterback of the Saints. But we wouldn't know that by watching this season. But do, do he do he really? He gave Taysom all that he gave Taysom quarterback money. Do he really think I mean, James that's what is he said though? He he said that. Yeah, yeah. Niggas lie so all the it's time, like, bro. how can you just like, <laughs> how do you feel that way if you're not like showing it? It's like fucking play him. Like you play mm-hmm. Taysom who fucking fumbles the ball. So it's like yes. you can't be not playing Jameis because of his turnover issue. You haven't even given him a chance to have a turnover issue if we're gonna keep it above. That's my point. That's my whole thing because this argument always ends up with me saying, like, we really we really don't know what he can work on or what he's actually what he what fire he's bringing to the game because you didn't give him a chance. So I just don't understand why. Like if you really feel like he's not that good, then just put him in so he can prove to people that he's not good. And we can move on from this argument. But I really hope Taysom is not our QB. Like, I really hope not. I, I have nothing against him, but that's not what no, I'm saying. So. Yeah, I don't. It's racist. I don't like that. <laughs> she <laughs> said it's racist. racist. <laughs> I, I it's racist. It is. <laughs> like, for real. This feels very anti-black. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, too much. Speaking of racist, so... um. You, the one of the most interesting things that I thought about this season was seeing uh, Black Saints Twitter out the racist White Saints Twitter. <laughs> I thought that shit was so fucking. That it was fucking funny to me. Like it really was, and it was funny, I guess, to me because y'all was outing them and they was like nah nigger you listen mm-hmm. here like they was like coming back at y'all they was like nah like they wasn't trying to hear it they was like I don't give a fuck if I am racist yeah, like, I saw that I'm shit. still Saints Nation like that was the yeah. people who was following them people and I'm like I don't know why y'all even following these certain these white people cause now you're acting all shocked and surprised that these white people are racist right. so I was just like oh lord y'all done got ourselves into a pickle with these whites because these whites do not care, bitch. And they still going to be the ones who try to fucking high-five you at the games. And you got me fucked up. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's why I always thought it was hilarious when, like, somebody, like, a same fan to come and be like, oh, you a Brady fan. He mad. They're like, nigga, who's your quarterback? You're like, wait a minute. Like, who's and your quarterback? Paul Ball Benson was giving millions to Trump. <laughs> he was giving hey, millions hey, to fucking Trump. Like, <laughs> Look, look, rest his racist ass hey. soul, but that nigga was hey, giving Trump money. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Having yes. a racist. He's the same. He blesses our games. Relax. We, we might need him this weekend. And then, and then, and then on top of the money y'all gave to Trump, you niggas out here partnering up with the Catholic hey, Diocese. Man, fuck them niggas for that. I don't know up. what the hell they was thinking with that. Just I ain't forgot about no, that shit. No, man. Because that's some fucked up shit they had going on. I was like, dog. I was like, it was one thing for Robert Kraft, right? To be over but here you niggas is hiding a fucking ending. scandal. He's just being a regular old nasty old man. Like, like that's, that's all he's like, doing. He's not doing nothing out the norm. Like, yeah, especially for a rich man, he could be mm-hmm. doing some much weirder shit. That's exactly. But you niggas exactly. over here I'm covering like, up man, a, I... a legitimate scandal, like no, indeed, bro. I, I, I. I Look, I don't I don't know Gail's background. I I don't know that lady from the floor, but for some reason, I was really surprised when I heard that shit. I, I really, I really feel like that had more to do like, with uh, Tom, though. I really do. Uh, yeah. Really? You think? Tom yeah, I feel like it had yeah. more to do with his legacy, maybe. I don't know. I, I still put it on her because I don't give a fuck what society say. Look, any man that's successful, he got a woman right there, and she's staying the ship. I don't, I, I don't like I like I'm all for the the whole man you know being successful bootstrap whatever cut the bullshit you got a woman yeah. right there and she 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 she's steering the ship for you like she she is steering the ship like I don't know too many successful men that's out here just doing it by right. themselves you know what I'm saying like they they could they could appear to be doing it but when they go home and they lay up on that pillow they they getting them decisions from a woman. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like when that came out, you know, yeah, it probably hurt. It definitely hurt Papa Benson, his legacy or whatnot. But I, I looked at Gail different because I'm like, ain't no way you ain't know about this. It's right. That's no what way. I was thinking as well. Yeah. It's like, but you know, I mean, there's a way she could have possibly not known, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Right. It, it, yeah. Like, I should be right. Right. It's like, because it's one of those things you like. Just you, you knew, but you just wish you hadn't known, so you act like you did. You, but yeah, you you just yeah, you didn't ask questions or why not because you didn't want to, right. you know, know and go into it. But you know, you find right. out one of those things you kind of knew, like the general, you know, idea mm-hmm. of, but you were like, I don't, don't. want to know specifics. So you know, if you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't don't tell me because I don't even want right, to know. Right, because you know, hell damn. Let me know when the check clears. Like, I, I want right. to have some let kind me. of reasonable doubt. Like I want to like not be involved in this. Yeah. Right, and I mean, speaking of uh, you know, Papa Benson and his wife and men and women in general, I wanted to end this conversation with a bang. Of um, course, of course, you did. <laughs> it would be you, <laughs> right? And you didn't want to so, a little bit. Right, so. Even before quarantine started, I want to say me and Corinne met in 18. And I want to say like fall of 18 is when I really like started paying attention to this shit. And I was telling, I kept telling Corinne, like every time we would talk about men and women, I'm like, yo, it's a sex war. Like it's, it's, I was telling her, I was like, it's a sex war. I was like, it's small. I was like, but it's a sex war. I was like, it's just too much hate on the timeline. It's way too much. I was like, and we just kicking it off, and I was like, but it's it's a sex war. And at the time, Corinne was kind of shunning me away from it because uh, my whole angle every time was that I was saying that women have got so fed up 
they're so filled with hate because of what they went through or what they've seen or what they've experienced through mm-hmm. other women that they that, that that hate is starting to come out mm. their pores now because you know and, and I'm and and I'll be the first to tell you like I I believe it's well warranted you know because if it ain't if it didn't happen to the woman specifically it might have right. happened to a friend or a sister right. or a mother you know what I'm saying or hell she might have just read about it you know like or or she might have been like me like I caught myself a few months ago listening to this sex trafficking podcast Ooh. you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, so it's like you could a woman could get that trauma and that experience mm-hmm. anywhere. But I kept telling her, I'm like, yo, I'm like, it's a sex war going on here. And, you know, because of how I was presenting to her, she, you know, because I was only talking about the women, you know, she she kept shooting me down. And like I wanna say maybe about six months ago, it was kind of like you're a right conversation. But it was like you're right, but you were wrong as well because you only was talking about the women. It's niggas out here who hate women just as much mm-hmm. as women hate men. And I've come to learn that. Yeah, it's, it's very fucking true. It, 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 it actually, it still surprises me to this day. Like, I get on the internet and I see, like, these men that just flat out hate women. You know, and these women that just flat out hate men. You know, and I tell her all the time, and, you know, she, she's the beacon of hope in the household. <laughs> I'm the one that's kind of like, I'm going to take the realistic approach here. I feel like this shit never going to end. I feel like I feel like it's not because I'll give you a simple simple thing is like I feel like men have gotten to the point to where they ran across enough women that are using their hate for bad and so they have their guard up. And when I say hate for bad, I mean like, you know, she really just you run across a woman and she just trying to use you. Like literally just cause she hate men. She just trying to use you. That's it. And, you know, you find out she's trying to use you and all of a sudden now you hate the next 30 women you come across. And then on the other side of that, women, they got enough pent up aggression. They got enough pain and trauma from years ago. So they not letting it go. So I tell her all the time, like, you know, everybody, you know, one day we talking about, oh, the black family and how we could get it together and whatnot and blase, blase. And then the next day you see all this hate come back. And I was like, I don't know the black family. I was like, that shit out the window to me. It it really is. Like if we're going to have a black family, it's going to be on a small scale because it's so much hate going around and it's just oozing out of people's like pores. Like men get up, they get on the timeline, how they hate women. Women get up, they get on the timeline, how they hate men. So what do you think about the sex war and how far it's came and what it's looking like? I think a lot of it is like blown out of proportion. I think like that. I really genuinely believe it is the minority who feels that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both know many examples. I mean, you and Corinna, one of them, like, of, like, healthy Black relationships. Like, we know that Black love exists. We know it is out there. Um, while we also know that there are men and women who respectively, you know, hate each other. But I think why women are the way we are these days or the way it appears to be is because women are simply fed the fuck up. Like, women are tired of being disrespected. I know I'm speaking for black women only. Um, Just tired of the way we've been treated, the way people do not listen to us, the way people do not believe us, um, the way men feel like they can just treat us any way they want as if we're just there, you know, for them and their pleasure only. So Mm -hmm. I really think the way women are like, you know, fuck men these days is just simply... Uh, retaliation just from the years of not speaking up 
from not having a voice. Now we have voices. You know, women, Black women, we're like the most educated demographic in the country. Um, and we don't care to remind these niggas that. Like, we're not, we're not holding right. it back. We're not playing dumb. Like, also, we're owning the fuck out of our sexuality. Like, women, like, you know, how being called a hoe used to be, like, just so, like, fucking horrible. It's like, oh, my God, don't call, you know, like, don't call me a hoe. Like, you feel like, I know, like, as a teenager, like, Corinne, you, you can relate. Like, being called a hoe is like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, like, I'm a horrible person. Yep. But now it's like, bitch, I ain't no hoe. Like, you can't, you, like, men call women hoes as a means of, you know, degrading them and breaking them down. Well, bitch, now women call themselves hoes and beating them to the punch and owning who they are and what they do with their bodies. It, and it's just like the men who do hate women, those incels, that's all it comes down to. Like those men don't respect women. They never have. Um, they probably never will. And they feel a way because they don't have the power over women. So okay. it's like, oh, well, she's doing this and that and she got her only fan, so she a hoe. Like, or she's you know, she's fucking <laughs> for money, so She's a hoe. She's doing this and that. Mm. But it's like she's doing all these things with her body with, you know, consenting people. So she's minding yeah. her fucking business. So stay out of women's business first mm. and foremost. But yeah, that's I think that's all it is. Um, women are just tired and men who, you know, are fucking weak, can't handle strong women. And so they voice their hate for women. And those kind of women come in, you know, contact with those kind of men therefore jading their perception of men and it's just i think mm -hmm. that's just the cycle that we are seeing online at least yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you with um first and foremost being the minority like like you said i don't think we we know a lot of people like you said that have healthy relationships black people i'm saying um and one thing I love about our generation, one of the few things I love about this generation is the the, the fact that like things we we're learned, we're raised, we were raised a certain way. We were raised, you know, you grow up and then they treat the boy mm -hmm. differently. You know, they did it with right. me yeah, and my brother. Here. Like he, he was, you know, so I feel like even though we have that on our backs and in our heads, we we still educate ourselves mm -hmm. and change that and that's one thing i really love about this um this generation is that okay this is how i was raised and this is technically what my family says is right but no you know i'm not i'm not right we're all about unlearning and i love that I, yeah and learning and now that we have that power i feel like now we have two powers the fact that we're going to teach our kids this whole new way of life and the fact that we know that there is actually that we can actually refuse to abide by these weird ass taboos that mean nothing. There is no reason why an old lady should see me in shorts and call me a whore because I'm wearing shorts, you know. And I, I love that about this generation that we refuse to just accept these weird ass right. taboos that just degrade women just because of something so dumb, you know, just because I, I chose to, to right. dress differently. 
or because I look different than you or because I have a little weight more than you. Now you want to classify me in a right. certain, you know, group. So I really like that this generation has refused to, you know, stick to that. Um, we I have this conversation with my parents all the time. Um, Denzel's always, he hears me all the time going back and forth with my parents, but it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to make you understand that unfortunately for me, I'm, I'm growing up in this, in this time. It's different. Like, you know, in my culture, women had to be meek. Mm -hmm. Don't speak before you're spoken to. Don't do this. You can't do this. You can't wear your hair like this. You can't show skin. But those were those times. And yes, women were literally being punished for it. But then now we're educated. You know, there's so many different ways of living life and being successful without abiding by those rules. So why should right. I cut myself short? Why should I block? You know, and, and now that we know these things, we know that mm -hmm. they're not necessary. So I, I always tell Denzel, so I believe that this this will end because now we know that we, we are proof of that, you know? So I, I always tell him I'm always optimistic, not just because I just choose to blindly be optimistic, but it's because mm. we're proof of that. That we're proof of that, that that we don't all have to be depressed. We all don't have to be oppressed. We don't have to just sit down and let the white man or the white woman right. do whatever the fuck they want. Because you know, you know what I'm saying? We're getting educated. Like Bria said, look at women, look at black women in America. We refuse to just sit down there and do nothing. So we we're educating ourselves. We're doing everything that we can to put us right. up there for a reason, right. you know. So I mean, I applaud black people. I'm, I'm always like he calls me Angela <laughs> Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm Angela Davis or anything. Because My mama calls we're me so that. talented, we're so cool. <laughs> we're just so amazing for us to set ourselves short. Like we really are. Like it's that shit dead to me. Like I tell Denzel all the time. We teach, like he teaches me new things every day. I teach him new things every day. We teach our little boy new things every day. Like I'll be damned if we just cut ourselves short because some old lady from somewhere in the country that I'm related to. Right, shit, right. Do it. Like, fuck that shit. You, you probably didn't do it, but that doesn't mean that, wow, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, that's just, that's just not going to happen. Not. Like, no. I, I, what I've, one thing I could say Corinne has done for me as a man, as an African-American man, is, um, I'll just say open up my eyes for better lack of words. Um, I don't believe I was the biggest misogynistic nigga walking. So yeah, no, like no, no, like without yeah. a doubt, like without a doubt, she has, <laughs> without a doubt, she has, you know. Um, but her sister during the holidays, um, we went somewhere together, and she made me realize because I like I always like I'm always attribute like the changes that I attribute to Corinne, they they mm -hmm. always gonna be to Corinne. You know, it's just going to be what it is, like, because that's how I attribute. But her sister made me realize something. She was like, yo, she was like, because uh, we was at the barbershop and, you know, we was talking men and women and we was having the same conversation. And uh, this dude, you know, he was like, yo, he was like, man, you married and you so young. He was like, you know, like, what's your benefit mm. of marriage? And I just start naming. I, I just start naming off stuff, you know, and I tell Corinne all the time, like, I never fought men for having that question or having that outlook on marriage because we always grew up in this environment where when it's men, all you hear is negativity mm -hmm. surrounding marriage. You know, even, even when you go all the way back to your grandfather and your uncles, the ones that had all the power in the marriage, they only, they, 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 they rarely have 
like many things right. good to say about marriage. Rarely, even when they made all the money, when they had all, when they had all the power, they they rarely have anything good to say about it. I don't know why that is. I haven't figured it out. Like, <laughs> which I, I is really crazy because it's like they had but, these bad views, but they wanted their daughters to be married. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But I, I think, I think they really wanted their daughters to be married, especially in those hands. times, because they, <laughs> not just to get them off their hands, but their daughters had no way of. They daughters yeah, couldn't right, be no right. CEOs. They daughters couldn't be no supervisors. You, you also can't have yeah. kids without being married. Right. So, but it's like, you're right. And it's like, so you set your daughter up to be unhappy, essentially, though. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's like, my daughter can't work, and I want I want a grandson right. to carry yeah. on. I want my grandson to be Henry the Eighth. <laughs> so it's like, I, 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 I need you to get married. You know what I'm saying? Even though I feel like there's no benefits to whoever you marry, right. I need you to get married. But I started naming all of them to him, and he was just like, man, I don't know, man. Like, that shit just seems so hard. And my sister-in-law, she was like, yo, she was like, I'm going to tell you a really small difference between you and a lot of men. And she was like, when I tell you this, she was like, you're going to look at me crazy. And she looked around the barbershop, and she was like, y'all niggas going to look at me crazy, too, because y'all going to feel like it's so small. But she was mm, like, Denzel, you listen. She was like, she was like that. She was like, literally, that's the difference. She was like, that's the reason why you have a successful, healthy relationship. She was like, you listen. And she was like, not only do you listen, she was like, you listen to understand. She was like, we barely, she was, a, she literally told, I mean, she was the only woman in the shop. She was like, as black women, she said, we have a hard enough time getting niggas mm-hmm. just to listen. But she was like, let alone listen to understand what we're saying. She was like, that's that's unheard of for a black woman to get a black man to listen to her to understand. She was like, because most of the time, once we get y'all to the point, once they get once women get us to the point of listening, we end up stepping on y'all words. A lot of men listen to respond. We end up exactly, exactly. And that's one of the things she had to teach me. And she's still teaching me to this day. Some don't get me wrong, like some days she she literally had to be like, let me finish. Because I still I still have that habit. But I do also understand that there, because of what's transpired between men and women, if that man wants to listen, his job to listen has got much harder because of what's transpired for women. Like, I have so many single friends that come to me and they will tell me, you know, like, yo, like, this girl tell me because I gave her her number, I need to send her $100 (laughs) in cash up. Or this girl tells this girl this girl tells me, you know, for the first day she want to go to this restaurant. He look up the restaurant; it's fucking four dollar signs by it. So that means you gonna spend three hundred or more. You ask her if she been to the restaurant. No, but I want to go. You know, and I tell Corinne all the time, like, look, I'm all for women. I'm all for women making us listen. I'm all for us understanding women. I'm all for the plight of treating women the best they need to be treated, but. What I'm not for is these outrageous standards because you're angry or because you just feel like it need to be done. Like that, that, like at some point in time, I understand that my grandfather might not have treated my grandmother fairly or my daddy, but just because my grandfather created this system, it don't mean I agree with it. It don't mean that I like, I believe in it either. It's so many dudes that I have talked to that are ready to change, but because of their luck, they keep running into these women. 
that are so filled with hate or so filled with let me get even. It's my time. It's what, what that black woman said that's in Congress uh-huh. claiming my time. <laughs> they running into that. They running into that. And it's like they're, they have good intentions, but that's what they're running into. And, you know, like you and Korean say, yeah, it's the minority. But it's like, how long is it going to be the minority when, you know, we have this going on? And it's like, I have little cousins that are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, young ladies. And the shit that I'm seeing on Twitter, that's what they're spewing mm. when I'm around them. So it's like, we can call it the minority now, but what is it in five years? What is it in 10 years when these young ladies, they still have this same thing going on? Like, I tell her all the time, like, we're going to teach our son to be the best gentleman right. possible. We're going to teach him to respect any woman possible. But Lord, forgive me when he come home and he tell me that somebody daughtered and told him in high school that he needs to take them to a motherfucking <laughs> steakhouse because she a woman and she deserve it. I'm going to tell her and her mama fuck off. Respectfully. <laughs> what if that's just <laughs> what she feel like, like her work like, is? Seriously. I, I feel it's not even about worth what if I yeah. actually want a nice dinner. <laughs> like I understand you said that maybe my sixteen year old can't afford no steak. Don't this thing don't even pay no bills. Well, I will hope that her mama sent her <laughs> right. some money as well for a date. True. You know, and I and I and I, and I hope yeah. that. But you know, look, don't get me wrong. Because you should time, also they should also I'm be preparing this, their right? daughters to be able to, you know, take care of themselves. Don't don't depend. Right. But niggas, oh, niggas yeah. need to do it too. Like I, I, I tell niggas all the time. Like it ain't just on y'all. Like I just tweeted the other day. You niggas, y'all need to get y'all life mm-hmm. and y'all wallet together. Mm-hmm. This shit ain't cheap. This shit ain't cheap. You know. And I was on a clubhouse conversation the other day, and they was talking about black men and women. They were saying, oh, how you know, black men they need to get prepared if they want to start dating for a family. You mm-hmm. was on that, bro. You was on that. And I was like, I was like, yo, you going too far? You talking about the cost of a family, my nigga? I'm mm-hmm. talking about the cost of courting. You jumping? Like you worrying right about yeah. the family? Yeah, you 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 jumping bridges right now. It it costs money to court women, even the woman with the lowest standards walking around. <laughs> my nigga, you you that 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 what what is that two for thirty at you? Gotta you pay gotta to play. I'm telling you, my nigga. You gotta you gotta pay to play. You know what I'm saying? And I res I, I I respect the game. I really do. But like I told Corinne, at some point in time, we got to stop because what I hate to see on, on Twitter now is if a man expresses preference or a woman, a woman express her preference. A woman say, oh, I like to cater my nigga. All of a sudden, <laughs> she'll pick me. She this, she that. Or if a nigga say, a nigga say, man, I'm not, I'm not spending 200. You know what I'm saying? I'm not paying no bills unless you my wife. Now, all of a sudden, he broke. Well, wait a minute. I thought we was entitled people to People just got to start worrying about themselves mm-hmm. and the people they date. You know, date people who match you. That's that, that part. And I tell this all the time. You got to realize that most of these tweets you see, most of us are trolling. Oh, like, girl, I would literally go on Twitter to troll the instigate. You know, most of the time, because guess what? I find my preference, baby. Like, you mm-hmm. want to go argue with a nigga that you probably not going to date because right, y'all don't even know each other part. about who paying bills. And who doing this? Like, okay, cool. I don't see why you should argue when you could just go find somebody who's willing to do that for you. You know, and and like you said, preference. It's a preference. We we meet. We we understand each other. You know what I want. And you're willing I to provide what, what I want. I'm willing Maybe to provide what you want. Yeah. What I want exactly. Maybe down down the road we could change those right right terms and conditions. We can but always negotiate terms and conditions. Right now, 
Right. So I, I don't know. It's just it's yeah, just people are simple. dating people who they don't like. They're dating people they think like they should be with. That's it. And and that's messing mm-hmm. them up. That that's that's it right there. Like literally a couple of weeks ago I had a friend and um he took this girl on his date and I told Corinne about it. We we was we was just sitting at the house chilling. And they get back from the date or whatnot. She tweeting. She's literally tweeting. Oh, this nigga broke, this nigga this, this nigga that. Now me and Corinne know what he does for a living. He's far from fucking broke. He's far from fucking broke. But because of where he took her that night. All of a sudden, he broke, and it's like, nah, he just ain't like you enough. And was it a first date or something? And that's what. <laughs> nah, um, it was like the third day, the second or third day. It was like the second or third day, oh, but still, it's like Korean saying, "Be with somebody that like you." Like, be with somebody that like you. If you want that pressure, go find somebody who's gonna willing to apply it to you. That's it. Like, if he don't like you enough, he ain't spending two hundred dollars. If she don't like you right. enough, she not responding to that DM. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know. But it's just like we we so it's like we so conflicted. And it's we, like don't, we don't. We really don't. Like, we don't have to be. We don't have to be at all. Like, it don't. It don't have to be this. Like, you're worried about the wrong thing. You're worried about the wrong, the wrong things, things. baby. Like, like, <laughs> like, go get you right, what works right. for you, and that's somebody just for you. everybody. But I also I also think that because there are these people I see them all the time I'm all the time one day oh I hate niggas blase blase oh I hate women blase blase and then the next day oh can guys send me a niggas wife can guys send me a husband wait a day. minute now <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute like you you can't be on both sides that's of the, the people bridge. who are trolling like, side, that's why like, like pick like like yeah, like for real, like pick a side. Like you can't be out here talking about you've been praying for a husband, but your last seven tweets been talking about how I'm just gonna niggas play devil's advocate. Like I'm gonna be that same way even if I got a nigga. Like, cause I just don't want the timeline all in my mix. So I'm not gonna change my style. Oh no, 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 look. That's also another yeah. thing. I'm gonna like, say that's how career is. I, 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 that's how I am. I gotta like People swear to God that I'm this, you yeah. know, you know, you're always sharing but this. Okay, that's because yeah, that's, that's what you know, and I'm, I'm like, comfortable you know? with that. Right. Well, I'm right. comfortable with that, but don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say, I'll I be the first to tell anybody, anybody, oh, Korean hate niggas. Well, you better look <laughs> at that jury right. on her hand. She don't hate niggas. <laughs> She hates niggas. Right. She hates you niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's 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 what, I mean, that's that's just how it works. It's just like me and you, bro. We had this conversation before with like a nigga in the club. If he trying to get a dance with a woman, let's say he just grab her hand. A lot of women they don't want to be grabbed, period. But there are a lot of women, you grab her and she turn around, she's not yep. attracted to you, you might get slapped. But if, if she turn around and she's attracted mm-hmm. to you, you might get a, you might get a number. You might you get might a hello. Get a, it's all yeah. about how you approach. It's all about how you approach a woman. I've heard, you know, stories where niggas say, oh, if you ain't got money, women ain't trying to look at you like that. It's always about the approach because we all know all these niggas with, without money that, that have women. So how do you think that worked out? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's approach, obviously. And that comes back to what we said. It's what you like and what you prefer. You you might be hot to me, like, and I ain't, I ain't worried about what you or got. Or you like, might be attractive, and I might like it, aggressive, oh. aggressive. Yeah, 
Right. Or that too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we it like come down that, to what that individual is looking for or wants. Yeah. Right. I feel like black people ignore that too. Like, it's not even just about preference. Like, like even it's if even about sexuality. Like, my taste in men or what I like men to do to me right, is not right. what the next girl will like. So, you know, just because I like a little aggression, a little this and this, the razzle, right, that's not mean the right. next girl will like it. You just have to run the person mm-hmm. he's trying to pursue. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And, a, and another thing that's fucking niggas that I was so glad we finally started this podcast. I wanted to say this to all Uh-oh. the women out there and I could care less how they feel. Yo. You women with your fucking standards on the fucking floor in hell, like not even on the floor in hell. Please raise your standards because it's a hundred women, y'all. All y'all standards is in hell with Lucifer, and that man, that man gets used to that, and then he find a woman who literally just has the bare minimum standards, just literally has the bare minimum standards, and he thinks she asking for the world, and she really not. She really not. She is not asking for the world. But he's so used to being able to take your ass to Chili's for the two to twenty-five that you didn't fucked over. You didn't fucked over. You didn't fucked over the girl that literally just want to go to the fucking I don't know. She want to go to Outback. You know what I'm saying? So instead of twenty-five, you spent forty. But now you thinking the girl trying to run run you out your pockets, my nigga. She's not trying to run you out your pockets. Like, come on, bro. Like, my nigga, you work overnight at the warehouse. You get what I'm saying? You work overnight at the warehouse, right, my nigga. Right. Like, she's not trying to rob you. Like, there's right, nothing to rob. Right. <laughs> right, nigga. You don't even have you a know, but it's, pay. But it's like, I, I can't blame you. the... Right. <laughs> right, but it's like, I can't blame the nigga because he's so used to mm-hmm. doing the fucking bare minimum. You know, and then when he run across somebody yeah. with just a little bit of standards, because that's the thing, like, niggas really... Niggas, that's the problem with niggas. Niggas think they, they run are into absolutely not, and they are not. They are not. They are not. Like I, I'm gonna tell you this: how I found out niggas did not know what standards was. I told so many niggas that my wife expects fresh bouquets in the house at all times. That that's one of her love languages: mm-hmm. fresh bouquets of flowers. And niggas would look at me like I said, pay the fuck. They'll be surprised that there's so many women who do that, you know, already on their own. So, like, when they had a partner and say that's what they expect, they're going to be like, wait, what? My nigga, my nigga, a bouquet yeah. of flowers in number 12 to $15. That's it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. one for $9.99. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's it's 12 to 15 for me because I always prefer roses. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. If it ain't tulip season, I'm going to get roses. But for you, my nigga, you go get some Go to the grocery store, you know, start off. If you don't fucking know how to get flowers, at least, you know, try. Look, right. real, I'm on a first name basis with the florist now. <laughs> like, niggas know me. Niggas know me and what I'm looking for. I go I go to the Rosses on Chop and kiss. Look, yeah. look, I ain't trying to hear it. I said it. I go to the Rosses mm-hmm. on Chop. I promise I'm saying it. The floors know me. The floors fucking know me. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like niggas be like, damn, like foul, that shit expensive. Niggas I don't even like it like that. That's the problem. You don't like it like that. <laughs> Man, like look. If y'all if y'all okay. like you say you gotta that's pay what it floor. comes down to every time. You pay that's it. But this it was, was a great conversation good, to get back into the swing of things. Kind of episode. I'm happy that we're finally back. Um, life is, you know, like you said, somewhat right. normal again. 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew know, normal. These fucking I knew masks normal. are killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, what? what? Every day I'm trying what? to find one that I'm comfortable with. Every I'm day happy because... I work from home. Ooh, but still, I love you. Yeah, it's 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 been a struggle. It's been a struggle, but we made it this far. We don't get through it. Definitely. So you know, in previous podcasts or since the first episode, you know, I was. I don't want to say I saw the future, but I was calling this. (laughs) Oh, I I I, I called this, and everybody, everybody who's ever listened to our podcast, they know I called this. So Bria. Go ahead. Oh go ahead my and pop God. OnlyFans link in so they can support black business. I am so weak. I'll business. put it in. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, you said that and denied it for the longest. Well, you for know the why, longest. though? Because I was in the Not military. Yeah, well, shit. They, I, I didn't see a couple articles. I didn't see a couple articles. They, I bet. they, they popping yeah. in the military now. <laughs> they popping. I seen one woman. She she oh, took wow. forty days in the brig. See, if, she oh, said, wow. "Fuck it, I'm still gonna keep yeah, my own." Yeah, I wasn't trying to. I'm yeah, I'm trying to catch no case. Hey. But I'm a civilian <laughs> now, so so go on, go. On. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you use a free nigga. I'm joking. Go ahead, give me your OnlyFans <laughs> link and what it find. I'm <laughs> not giving it. I might put it in the what you call. I'm putting like. I'm gonna put it in the info. I'm tr- look, I'm, tr- look, look, I'm trying to make you. Uh, I'm trying to put you in the top five percent. See, you trying to be conspiracy. It's because I don't know the. About it. I'm trying to put you in the top five percent. I don't know the page. See, you're not about your business. About your dollars. That's why. You ain't about your dollars. See, somebody who's about their dollars, they'll put their. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where it's gonna be. Post this new episode. And that's on period. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's absolutely where it's going to be. Uh, you do, you, you, I might you give the Negroes a little sale? special, a little maybe a little $5 deal <laughs> for the holiday. Uh, and then for uh, upcoming, leave it there for um, for Black History Month. Mike I'm just saying, Martin, Martin Luther. Amen. Martin would, Luther would appreciate would. that. Malcolm X would too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, because oh, wow. you, you ain't white, so he would not appreciate that. it. Let's oh. be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Martin like them white too. Yeah. <laughs> That's Malcolm true, had but he had Coretta at home. Malcolm ain't even do that. Yeah, but Betty, Betty, Betty wasn't nothing. Betty wasn't nothing but uh, what's Jim lying, Jones? Uh, his partner name. That's all. You're not Betty gonna was. do Betty Shabazz like that. That's all Betty was. To Chris. Let me tell you people where to find me on Twitter. That's though. all Betty was. Y'all can find me at <laughs> underscore Bria please on Twitter. Y'all can also find me at the same name on Clubhouse. I be clubbing. <laughs> I be clubbing. Okay, and my lovely wife. Um, Twitter, Karen Biz, that's C-A-R-Y-N-B-I-Z, that's same as Instagram as well, Clubhouse. <laughs> be clubbing. And y'all can find me on all of the above, <laughs> except OnlyFans. They're Pablo No Bars. Not yet. I ain't, I ain't on the OnlyFans. I, no, I just ain't. Y'all can no, do a not, couple not, 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 Make that coin. That's where no. the money is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. 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 That's, Bullshit. 
Look, that's where the money is, friend. I'm up, just going to tell you that. I'm going to leave it at that, but that's yeah. where the coins are. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I ain't got time. I, I plan on you know what, PTA me too, president one why, day. You know, I ain't got time. How <laughs> they think them parents got here? <laughs> there you go. Oh, Lord. All right, oh, till man. next time.